Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Kellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be, West Coast, East Coast, or somewhere in between. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. You know, if you're a merchant out there and you have hard dollar costs, and you do, you have costs out there that you hope you can move. Well, merchant processing happens to be one of them. And now that we've got an incredible deficit spending going on in the United States government and elsewhere, you can bet your bippy that we're going to have a situation of an inflationary economy staring us in the face sooner or later. And that's going to give an excuse possibly to the banks out there to start raising the numbers. And if the numbers start raising, it's all going to flow downhill to your merchant processing bill. So you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 833-866-3473. That's 833-866-3473 and get in touch with On Fire Processing today so they can blacken your bottom line. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us toll free at 877 number 3 N-O-W-B-U-Z or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. That's spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. If you want to contact me directly, you can go to right to the show host webpage, which is businessbuzz, same spelling, dot com, and leave us a message if you'd like to be on the show or just basically get something off your chest as a small business owner. Leave us a contact information and we'll get in touch with you. Well, shout out to our philanthropic charity, up there in Spokane, Washington, Chaplain Joseph Havens, veteran and incredible uh, veteran of, of Vietnam era uh, and, what, and whatnot. I mean, Joseph just, I mean, he, he occupies my thoughts quite a bit because he started a ministry called Whitewater Ministries. And from that has emerged Cookies to Cops. That's it, Cookies to Cops, C-O-O-K-I-E-S-T-O-C-O-P-S.com. And right now he's given out dozens and dozens of cookies to your first responders, your men and women in blue who are defending your businesses. And he's actively moving to put it together and adopt to cop dot com move so you as a small business can get out there and start adopting precincts you heard it right precincts of police officers men and women in blue who defend your businesses day in day out so get on that website today cookies to cops.com and get in touch with chaplain joseph havens so he can show you how you can get involved well shout out right now to business group resources one of our newest advertisers we have on fire processing we have millionaire mindset dot life forward slash debt to wealth, which is our incredible proprietary software package uh, sponsor who basically gets you out of debt 
And now we've got business group resources. Hey, if you're a small business out there and you pay taxes, and I guarantee you, you do, or more importantly, you're going to be paying more of them in the future, you need to get in touch with these guys right now at 877-857-6875 because they have a way of going back in your taxes three years. You got it, three years at recapturing that money, which the IRS is not entitled to under the R&D tax credit. All you have to simply do is have employees pay taxes and be in aggressive posture of a small business today and you can get some of those funds back plus and get this six percent compounded interest and it all comes back tax-free to you so right now you need to get pick up the phone 877-857-6875 and get in touch with business group resources today well you know last week we had an incredible show with kim marie ceo of Latip international we talked about b2b and we talked about how powerful her organization is with 220 chapters out there representing 4,500 members across this wonderful great country of ours but today we're going to be talking about chambers of commerce and you know what's interesting is on April the 12th, 1912, the United States Chamber of Commerce was officially put into place in Washington, D.C. And from that, it has grown to now well over 4,000 chambers of commerce with active directors, employees, and it even expands out beyond that to over 13,000 in this country. And I just happen to have with me as my guest today, Nancy Hoffman Vignac. And I hope I pronounced that right. Forgive me if I didn't, Nancy. Nancy A.C.E. is the CEO of the Greater San Fernando Valley Chamber of Commerce in Los Angeles County. A 33-year veteran of the chamber industry, she's skilled at uniting government, business and community sources to influence and change legislation and regulations affecting businesses in California. Nancy has built and strengthened ties with community leaders and organizations as well as increased awareness of her chamber as the voice of business throughout the valley. As a result, the chamber is recognized for its fierce stance on business initiatives to respond to the sudden loss of business due to COVID-19 related, oh wow, civil authority, closure orders, Nancy founded a nationwide coalition, the Save Small Business Coalition, whose goal is to find funding for businesses to reopen and stay open as they navigate a new normal, boy, that's a mouthful right there, and provide the certainty and support businesses and working families need to reverse the current income downturns. The coalition now boasts over 200 chambers, 200 chambers, wow, in a short period of time, and business organizations representing 28 states committed to the survival of a vibrant business community in the face of severe economic hardships. And the recent wins were many of the business elements included in this last stimulus package, including workforce development programs and extended and extended paycheck protection program and additional state and local financial support. Hey, Nancy Hoffman, Vanyak, what a mover and shaker you are in the chamber community. Welcome to Business Buzz. Thanks for having me here. And it's good to hear Business Group Resources is one of your sponsors because they're one of our big members too. And they're great for the business community. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Nancy, I'll tell you something. You know, I had a great show last week with Kim Marie. I intend to have an even greater show with you today because chambers are an element of society. They are a backbone of cities and communities nationwide. What's it all about with this Save Small Business Coalition you've brought forward? You know, it started um, 
basically because I was pretty upset on behalf of our members when um, civil authority closure started happening in March. I'm in the city of Los Angeles. San Fernando Valley is part of the city of Los Angeles. And we were one of the first areas to shut down for businesses. And it wasn't even like you're shut down tomorrow. We're shut down now. Today, five o'clock. Bye-bye. Can't go back to your office. And within 24 hours, I was getting phone calls from businesses that were trying to get their business interruption insurance. And they were being denied without even having their claims reviewed based on all different things. Everything from we don't cover viruses to we don't cover civil authority, depending on their policy. And I quickly made a call to one of my state assembly members. And I said, hey, I got a problem. And we got to figure this out. And so we immediately had a meeting with um, our insurance commissioner in California and to discuss it. And I, as that was going on, we realized that this was not just a city of Los Angeles issue. By then, it's expanded to other cities, other counties, and other states. So I called some of my um, best chamber friends and I said, guys, we got a problem. Is this happening in your community? And if not, it's going to be. And so that was a Thursday or Friday. And by Tuesday, we had a meeting with some chambers all, like in other states. And we said, we need a coalition. This can't just be the seven of us. And Safe Small Business Coalition started that day, like within a, not even a week after the stay-at-home orders across the nation were being announced. And our goal was to find the quickest way to help businesses recover. So we first started off with business interruption insurance. And we quickly learned that um, if for any chambers who have agents, it actually is a violation of their, their contracts with their customers. And we were very fortunate to um, be connected with um, a consultant that did advocacy for the insurance carrier commissions, um, com insurance carriers. So we ended up co uh, meeting with them and forming a new coalition together, uh, mimicked after the 9-11 Victims Fund. And from there, we partnered with the um, International Council of Shopping Centers, and we formed America's Recovery Fund Coalition. So all these coalitions came together, this joint trades and the Safe Small Business Coalition, to come up with an even bigger coalition looking at a financial remedy based after the 9-11 Victims Fund. And so that was kind of like the start. And the unique thing about Safe Small Business Coalition is that we weren't based on just one goal. I mean, we had one goal, but we weren't based on one issue. We weren't just like hanging our hat on this one thing. If something changed, we quickly were able to pivot the word of 2020 and change our approach or, or select a new bill to support or whatever it was. As long as what we needed was there, that's what we were going to follow. So at some points, we were following multiple pieces of legislation. And in July, we had our own bill introduced on Capitol Hill. Um, HR 7671, the Small Business Comeback Act. And, um, and we actually had a lot, most of you mentioned, most of the things that we were pushing for ended up in the new stimulus package this past December. Nancy, that's amazing. You know, I mean, one of the incredible foundational stones of business buzz as a show is that we wanted to be an advocacy platform for small business. That exactly sounds like uh, we're marrying, you know, as far as my radio show and your organization. Uh, has there ever been a move like this within the chamber community where an organization like yours has, you know, come on board and, and basically united this many chambers in 28 states? This is amazing. No. I mean, not that we know of. We know there's a lot of coalitions out there. People come to us and then they put our they put our name on it. But really, it's just a bunch of names like a NASCAR letter. 
And what was really unique about this was we created a grassroots team of chambers and business organizations. We had economic development agencies join, um, other coalitions of organizations as well that represented business. And um, we actually gave them toolkits and packages to teach them how to do the grassroots lobbying. Because some of them, we had small chambers who had never done advocacy, but their business community was dying. And so we, we literally walked them through what to do. Here's a letter to write to your legislators. Here's a letter for your members to write to your legislators. And there was no, this didn't cost anyone anything at all. Now, for the chambers we put in, we donated our time and we donated, um, we figured probably, I think we averaged it out recently. I think it came, I think the total of what it would have cost if they would have paid us was close to $500,000 for the seven leaders. And then when we got together with the internet, and so no one paid a dime for all of our work or our staff's work. And then when we got together with um, Informed America's Recovery Fund Coalition, the International Council of Shopping Centers was paying or for the lobbying team we had in, in DC, and we provided all the boots on the ground. So we had this partnership of we needed to mo uh, mobilize the business community to support the issues. And that's where we came in when, and so we, we, it was a great partnership because they would not have had that ability because their clients were not the businesses affected. They were affected, but not the small businesses necessarily. And it was also an internet. Don't forget, this wasn't just the United States that was having a problem. That's why the International Council of Shopping Centers got involved. This was around the world shutdowns. So everyone was feeling it. So um, no, it was never done before. Um, and from that, I just want to say in California, through that, we helped start the California Coalition for Safe Reopening. And we also helped start the Southern California Coalition of Chambers. And so there's a lot of action going on. And a lot of these chambers have always been active, but for us to all come together um, and work together as a team with this one goal in mind on each, and all the goals were the same, saving business, um, is amazing. It's just amazing. And the friendships that we formed, I mean, 2020, might, we may not have seen each other or got to go to conferences and, and partner um, in the normal way, but we were able to do more in this year. And I, if these chambers came up, I mean, they just step up to the plate and we prove to the business community why we're relevant. Cause there's like people who think we're this old fashioned group that, that was my grandfather's chamber. And now they see why chambers are still relevant and how powerful we are. I'm so glad to hear you say that, especially around the world, uh, Nancy, because obviously, you know, Voice America is the largest IP protocol radio live host network on the planet, and we're heard in every corner of the world. So you're absolutely correct. Small business is a worldwide issue. Let me ask you a question, and we're going to break here in about three minutes. You definitely run a chamber, right? Greater San Fernando, uh, you know, Chamber of Commerce. What happened within, oh, say, 90 days of last March 2020 in your world? Well, I'm in L.A. County, so um, worse than the rest of the state because um, L.A. County was very um, hard on businesses. If the state made a regulation, they made it even harder. So our world consisted of um, literally almost every day being on some sort of call or meeting to find out what was going on. We formed our own business um, recovery task force with our business community where we invited our county reps to be on the board so we can take to the committee so we could take information back to the board of supervisors because they had their own resiliency committee, but they weren't always focusing on the needs that the small business community really had. It was like this more global approach and we needed 
really the nuts and bolts. Like, how are we going to keep this business open? How are we going to stop businesses from calling these um, snitch lines? And just so they don't like a business and shutting down a business even temporarily. So between everything we were doing, finding people grants, hooking them up with the right people at city hall or the county to keep their doors open, trying to advocate to the, like sitting down with every legislator and explaining what was going on and how it was going to affect them. So that was like our first 90 days. And I know I'm sure for every chamber out there, it was a whirlwind. And on top of it, we were moving all of our events virtual and creating new events to keep people connected. Because just because you're in a pandemic doesn't mean our businesses are shut down. They may be working from home, but they're open and we needed the world to know it. So we started an open for business page, SFB open for business. So anyone can go there and let people know they were open and what they were doing. And it's still going on today. Um, so a lot of the things have continued. If nothing else, we grew stronger. So it's, it's been um, a whirlwind. I'm exhausted still. And, um, but I don't think I would trade it for anything. You know, it's a great, uh, an, an incredible move that you've done here, uh, Nancy, you know, and, and the whole is no greater than the sum of its parts, right? That's an old business axiom, and it's tried and true, and you definitely epitomize that with what you're doing with the move that you've done, not just in California, but 28 states across this great land. You know, we're going to be moving to a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Helling live on the Voice America Business Network. I'm on with an incredible guest, Nancy Holman of Safe Small Business Coalition. We're brought to you by On Fire Processing, where if you've got a situation right now where that number went up, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 833-866-3473. And we're going to be right back with Nancy Hoffman and her incredible CEO executive guest out of the Bray Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to bring more buzz for your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833-THE-LETTER-U-ON-FIRE. That's 833-866-3473. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow.
You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Kellering, live here on Business Buzz on the Voice America Business Network. I've been talking to Nancy Hoffman of the Save Small Business Coalition. Save Small Business Coalition. I'm telling you something. If there's anything that needs to be out there right now, is saving our small business. And we are joined today by Heidi Gallegos, who's a 14-year veteran in the chamber industry. Heidi has served as an executive director for the Regional Chamber of Commerce, San Gabriel Valley, the Eastvale Chamber of Commerce, and is currently the president and CEO for the Brea Chamber of Commerce. Heidi's an accredited chamber executive with the Western Association of Chamber Executives, and she's also a graduate of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation Institute of Organizational Management. Heidi brings a wealth of community and sound business practices to her work as a chamber executive. Heidi has been married to her husband, Bob, for 36 years. That speaks volumes in itself. Together, they have five children and seven grandchildren. Heidi resides in the city of Walnut. She enjoys reading, hiking, gardening, and spending time with all her grandkids. Heidi Gallegos, welcome to Business Buzz. Thank you, Frank. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you, Heidi. You know, you basically, in a sense, arranged this incredible show today that we're all enjoying uh, because of relationship, right? It is. In, in chamber world, it is all about relationships. Or in business, it's all about relationships and looking for opportunity and capitalizing on that opportunity. You know, Heidi, uh, you and I have had many, many conversations over the years about small business. Nobody could ever imagine in their wildest dreams March 11, 2020, and what hit us like a landslide in the small business community. But now you, as a chamber executive, basically, I mean, You've now been recruited into this Safe Small Business Coalition, uh, a large part of it. Tell me what it is that attracted you to what Nancy's doing. Well, like Nancy said in the earlier segment, when the shutdown hit, we were all just, what do we do next? And how do we help our small business community? And we were originally the first couple of days, I think, siloed. And because we're reacting to what's going on so quickly. And so when Nancy did her outreach along with some of the other chamber execs to us here in Southern California, we realized we needed each other and to be able to build that coalition because we were all hearing the same thing, no matter what the industry and how do we react to that. And so even what was stated in terms of small business uh, interruption insurance or the restaurant industry where they're shut down or manufacturers or retail it, there were there were some de- definitive themes there, and so that's where Nancy and her leadership were able to pull us all together and be able to have those hard conversations. And that just grew from there in terms of our influence, not only at the local level but the county level, state level, and the federal level. You know, Heidi, you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you indicated to me that you had done some surveys or something within the consumer ranks. Uh, we talked a little bit about what we possibly are going to be facing with the inflationary spiraling economy in the future and how that's going to impact businesses. But along the same lines, you told me that there was about one third of the consumers out there that are basically stir crazy and want to get back out and get involved with their small business community, right? Which was very heartening. And I love to hear that. But then you went on to say, yeah, but there's another one third out there that is sitting on the fence. 
kind of like fence centers, you know, looking left, looking right. Mm, I might go, uh, no, maybe I'm a little bit uncertain. And let me tell you something, uncertainty seems to rule and reign, you know, our atmosphere today in this country. And then the third, third is where you rocked me when you said they ain't coming back. So now we've got two thirds of the consumers out there that are uncertain or ain't ever going to return. Wow, that is alarming. And while I don't have a hard metric here, it's really my, the particular area that I represent. And you have to remember, every chamber is reflective of their community. So it depends on the industries they represent. Um, out in San Fernando, it, there might be a, a hint of aerospace just because you've got Van Nuys Airport out there. Where I'm at here in North Orange County, it's predominantly retail, restaurant hospitality, and manufacturing. And so for our restaurant, and particularly our retail, operations here. We have the Brea Mall, which is in the top five of uh, retail centers here in Southern California, and usually one or two here in Orange County, depending what's going on. That's where we started looking at, and yes, we're going to get a third of our population ready to come back. They've had enough. They want to get back out. They want to start, you know, that pent-up uh, demand that they've got and start spending and start getting out there. And we've got that third that mm, they're kind of you know, they're seeing how the vaccine rollout is happening. They're looking at herd immunity statistics. So they want to get out, but there's a certain amount of cautiousness. But then we've got another third that for whatever, for whatever reason will probably not come back. And it may be that they prefer just not to be out in crowds or what we're starting to see, particularly here in North Orange County, because we do have several large international employers here. They will not be coming back because they have found a way to work from home. And so those that 60 to 80,000 that we had Monday through Friday, nine to five, may not come back. And those are folks that filled up their gas tank, that patronized our local small business, that purchased things at the local store. And so what do we do now? And so it, it really is as we moved out of the initial crisis, now we're looking long range on how we're going to revitalize our local economies. Not to look at things from a negative stance, but I did several shows in New York, and now we have discovered that one-third of the small business community in New York and Jersey basically has been vaporized, okay? Uh, the NFIB did a report in 2015, went back to 2008, brought it forward to 2015. They discovered that during that particular administration of the presidency, uh, over 14.2% of brick-and-mortar small business had been vaporized off the face of the earth. Fast forward five more years into COVID-19, does anybody really have a handle on where we stand right now in the small business community as far as the fallout that COVID-19 has created? I'd love to hear this from both of you. I don't have any empirical data that I could throw out right now. I can give you just an anecdotal, just driving around town and seeing the empty brick and mortar slots that used to be vibrant and, and filled. They're not there anymore. Now, did they... Did they retool their business and are working from home? I don't know. I don't have that kind of empirical data, but I think it's a great question to ask as we look long-term, trying to revitalize our communities. Nancy, what do you see out there in the San Fernando Valley? Well, when we first start, well, not first, but probably about June of Safe Small Business, we did a survey and we asked small businesses, do they think they were going to be open in September if they had no assistance, financial assistance? And 73% of them said no. Now, I haven't gone back to those businesses because it's obviously an anonymous survey to see where are you today? 
because you know by then PPP had come out, the idle loans, and different things, and we re- but not everyone took them, and not it wasn't available to everyone. But like Heidi, I'm seeing more and more businesses shutter, and that makes me really sad. And in LA County, like I said, we're a lot stricter on a lot of things, and it's really been hurtful for the business community. So like recently, I saw a couple of restaurants that closed. And then we actually had a skating rink that closed, although I will say that they're partnering with um, one of those bridge to home programs to help the homeless community. So, I mean, they're at least using that site for something very useful and it's versus just putting up new housing or another shopping center. But I think that we're going to see more and more businesses close. I think 2021 is going to be the real gauge to see how it is. I know talking to some landlords that they have people who are not coming back to their offices. And so now they're looking for new tenants or they're doing shorter term leases. Um, They're letting people out of their lease easier. And a lot of people are lowering their rents. We're seeing the same thing as uh, out this way. I mean, the one metric that we do look at is unemployment rates. I mean, Brea always touted pre-COVID a 1.9, maybe a 2.0 unemployment rate. We are well past 12 now unheard of for this little community up here and particularly for Orange County. Time out. Did you say 12% unemployment in Brea? Yes. Uh, you know, it only took 10 to do a 1929 depression. Yes. That's a little scary. You know, well, over the past weekend, CPAC met in Florida and Christy Noem, governor of the state of South Dakota, brought the house down uh, with her particular address. And she basically talked a lot about supporting small business and basically not being dictatorial towards them. It's all over the media today, ladies. The Governor Abbott in the state of Texas reopened, reopened Texas, took away the mass law, said small businesses can open. How do you think this is going to affect across the board, especially, Nancy, now that you're spread across 28 states with Safe Small Business Coalition? You know, I mean, how do you think this ripple effect is going to happen out of Texas? I really don't know. I mean, because I love reading the comments when pe- when all these stories hit the news. <laughs> and, you know, you have all the anti-maskers and then you have the people who are all pro-mask. And I think the big message that I got reading things was it's, first of all, it takes effect next week. But cities and counties in Texas are still able to implement their own um, policies. They can still have a, a stricter, they can have a mask rule, they can have a dining restriction. Um, he's leaving that up to the cities and the state and the counties because he feels there's a personal responsibility for local control. And he also feels there's a personal responsibility for individuals to be good citizens. And so I was really a lot of the people saying, I'm still going to wear my mask. So I think having, I think that we forget that we're, we're, we can be good people and that we could make these smart decisions to protect others. But I also think with the vaccines, and I think we're noticing it even here in Los Angeles and all across the state, as more and more people are getting vaccinated, our numbers are going down. Because let's face it, when the whole thing started, it was to flatten the curve for two weeks so we don't have a surge in our healthcare system. Well, now we're not having that surge. Even if the numbers are a little high, people aren't going to the hospitals much. Our ICU beds are going down. Our positivity rate's going down. I mean, LA County and Orange County, like how you say, the most dense areas, we're like just a smidgen from being moved to the red tier. And in really in LA County, we're almost into the yellow tier based on our positivity rate. But, you know, they have that whole disparity, um, you know, making sure different communities are even. So that's where we're being affected by. But next week, we could probably be moved to the red tier, which means we have to be there for two weeks. And then more things can open. So I think we're going to see some l- lesser restrictions in California in general. Um, and across the nation as people follow it. 
Um, and it's going to be interesting to watch to see if their numbers go up with these restrictions being pulled away and having people be responsible in their own or counties making their own decisions based on their own case counts. You know, ladies, I own a small business here in Southern California. I own a medical aesthetics practice in Yorba Linda. As a matter of fact, if you go to my show host website, website the link is there. Large reason why I was picked to, to host the show because I live small business day in and day out. Uh, let's get a little up close and personal. Um, I did a show way back uh, when Lori Davis was running for a state assembly, which she happened to win that seat. Thank you very much. Uh, and we talked about Prop 15, and we talked about the recent twist that the uh, Family Medical Leave Act had in California, which was signed by Governor Newsom, which basically rolled back the eligibility from 50 employees down to five for Family Leave Act in the state of California, which I looked at as a new welfare program off the backs of small businesses. Now I get a directive from the state of California Department of Labor Relations that COVID-19 is now a reportable, not just reportable, but incident on workers' comp, and I'm obligated to pay for that. Ladies, this is going to affect every business in your realm. How do you feel about that? Not good. No. Um, <laughs> I know that... Um, my co-founder of Safe Small Business joined us too for like some to pop in, but I know that you know, we were part of another coalition. I think it was for the Cal Chamber where we signed a letter about the workers' comp. We've been talking about it for a year ourselves. You know, um, there's so many things that it makes it harder to do business in California. And even recently, the new pay data recording um, reporting requirements for you know for gender equity and um, everything. Right now, they say it's a hundred or hundred or more employees. It's not a hundred or more employees. It's a hundred employees you've had in the last in 2020. So if you fired people, if people were seasonal because you were a Christmas tree lot. So it's not, you currently have a hundred. It is literally how many employees you had during that payroll reporting period of one year. And that's what people are misunderstanding and knowing how California keeps lowering these. At what point is it going to go down to small business? Cause it's, it's a burden. It's, you know, it, it's fine. We, we all support the the reasoning of why they want it. But for small business, a lot of them can't afford the metrics, the data gathering they need that's allowed by the state. A lot you've, of got a lar- you've got a large consortium right there in Brea restaurants, right? I mean, and you're telling me you got a 12% unemployment rate. Can you imagine the burden that this puts on the restaurant owners as far as re, you know, getting their ranks back up where it needs to be, where they have, you know, fruitful enterprises again, their hiring practices are going to be severely affected by this. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. No, this is going to have a significant impact. And you're not even mentioning the other four or five pieces of legislation that we, probably Nancy and our other colleagues have seen that are going to also impact small businesses financially. It just, there seems to be a complete disconnect at times up in Sacramento in terms of here's one more layer. Here's one more thing you've got to pay for. And they are just now starting to get reopened or start preparing to reopen. And one of my conversations with the California Chamber of Commerce on their advocacy side is, can't we convince these guys to just hit the pause button? No one is saying no to any of these pieces of legislation. We're just saying not now, not when particularly over this last year, it was start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. No, we need to kind of pull back, let small business get reacclimated, and then we can have healthy conversations about pieces of these legislation pieces of legislation. But yeah, it's it's just mind boggling some of the things that are coming out of Sacramento right now. Yep. Businesses can't afford to have more regulations right now. Not, you know, the, it's just too burdensome. And like when you're talking about EDD and unemployment earlier, um, 
a lot of these employees with the start, stop, start, stop, you know, they stopped getting their, they went out of it. They were employed again. Now they can't get their unemployment again because they're so backloaded. So I know people who got rehired that they're, they're my members, employees from restaurants calling me up, trying to find them a caseworker from our senators and our assembly offices because they can't get through to ED. One of them literally just put her phone on with headphones for nine hours and never got through. You know, what's interesting, Nancy, is that what we forget, you know, is that when the NFIB drilled down into that report from 2008 to 2015, do you know why they found out that small business reduced by 14.2%? Mm -mm. You just said the magic word, regulatory. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's nice that we as chambers um, have bonded together because sometimes um, we have issues that the Cal Chamber isn't looking at. We all have to look at certain things that affect us in different ways. And we're very focused on small business, even though we all have large business members. But let's face it, large businesses also rely on small businesses to, to survive, whether it's as a vendor, as a partner for something. So it's not big and small. You know, it's working together to save our community and save our economy and look for a prosperous future. Yep. And the word unity, right? We heard that in the presidential inauguration. You know, I remember when the B-2 lifted off, you know, the bomb, you know, the bomber, right? The, the stealth bomber. There were mm -hmm. 1,600 vendors watching that aircraft lift into the air. 1,600. What do you think they were? Small businesses. Mm -hmm. But if it hadn't been the small businesses, that B-2 never would have got off the ground. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kelly live on Voice America Business Network. I've got two incredible ladies on with me today, Nancy Hoffman of the Safe Small Business Coalition, and Heidi Gallegos is executive CEO of the Brea Chamber of Commerce. We are now brought to you by millionairemindset.life forward slash debt to wealth. Listen, if you're in debt out there from your mortgage down to your credit cards, you need to get onto my website, my show host website, and get to millionairemindset.life forward slash debt to wealth and get in touch with them because they've got a proprietary software program that will take you out of debt in a short period of time. Listen, we are absolutely having a terrific time here today on Business Buzz talking about Chambers of Commerce. The word is unity. The word is expansion. The word is 28 states. Unbelievable. We're going to take a quick break right now and come back with more buzz for your business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, On Fire. That's 833-866-3473. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 
That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, we're back live on now on Business Watch. I'm your host, Frank Hellring. Listen, if you're a small business out there right now and you want to pick up the phone right now and dial 866-472-5790, you can mix it up with me and my incredible guest today, Nancy Hoffman and Heidi Gallegos, who are representing the incredible Chambers of Commerce to this wonderful nation called the United States of America. Pick up the phone right now, 866-472-5790, and you can join us now on Business Watch. Well, Business Watch, uh, Nancy and and Heidi, we designed this as a way for small businesses to get something off their chest, to call in lives. That's the reason why we open up the phones in Phoenix as they are right now. But I've got three watchwords in this excellent of the show, which is meet, collaborate, and grow. Well, you know, we already met. I think we like each other. We're going to move on. Collaborate is the big one, okay? Because that's when we get involved and we start talking about intellectual property. We start talking about the modus operandi. We start talking about the essence of what makes up a business. And more importantly, you got to find what the fits are, right, to make it work. And then the last one is grow. And grow is where we all have to find a way to make a profit other than existing on crutch loans coming out of Washington. What do you think about that? How do you think that collaboration could occur, Nancy, with other business organizations out there and what you're doing right now? Well, we already did it because with Safe Small Business, we had other business organizations join because they saw what we were doing. We've had some economic development agencies. We've had some um, associations of businesses, um, West Chamber associations, like from like regional areas, as well as um, advocacy groups that represent different types of businesses and business organizations. So we know that um, it's, I've noticed the ones who want to belong are either one, don't do advocacy for whatever reason. Sometimes they can't, you know, because of their bylaws or something. And then the other ones are, we have the same mission of what we were doing during COVID to help businesses. And so it was a perfect match. Very cool. Hey, we've got a call in out there. Uh, Mr. Engineer, Cindy, Cindy, hi, welcome to Business Buzz. We're so glad to have you. Hi, glad to be here. Great. How did you hear about the show and what would you like to talk about? 
Well, I heard about it through the Chamber of Commerce. And today I'd like to talk a little bit about the restaurants and the breweries and also um, the barriers to opening up restaurants and breweries and um, bars throughout our California economy. It's been tough. Well, let me ask you a question. Restaurants in California or just restaurants across the country? Across the country, but I'll tell you, it's even worse in California. We've had a lot of restrictions, especially the breweries. And I think um, through, I, perhaps one of our guests could even speak to that. I think we've had some interesting issues with um, um, regulations on breweries that, especially the small breweries that were not allowed to open. And I know there was a lot of coalition work that um, happened and perhaps they could speak to that. Yeah, stay on with us, uh, quite frankly, Cindy, because that's a hot topic. Restaurants. Hey, we got Patrick out there. Hey, Patrick. Welcome to Business Buzz. Hey, Frank, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, what you got uh, on your mind? Uh, so I'm, I'm a colleague of, of Nancy's. Uh, Nancy had asked me to, to call in today, uh, was one of the founding members to help her with the Safe Small Business Coalition. And, you know, what you're talking about uh, as far as, you know, collaboration is so key in every aspect of what we need to do right now, right? Um, we, we've seen that, whether it's, from an advocacy standpoint where we're at now, um, having worked with trying to save as many small businesses as possible. But I also look at it as collaboration within the small business communities and the, and the different communities that they serve. It, it's such a key aspect um, that they each support each other. Um, you know, and as your, as your last caller, Cindy, was just talking about is small businesses are, are critical for the communities that they're in and serve. But them working together and supporting each other is is just as critical as anything else that we're all doing in the advocacy world. It's all about unity, isn't it, Patrick? Yes, it is. You know, what you guys have done, spreading this across 28 states, I have no doubt it's going to go to 50. Hey, we got another call in out there. Uh, hey, oh my goodness, it's Kim Marie of Latip International. How are you doing, Kim? I'm doing well, Frank. As you, I wanted to call in because, as you know, I'm so passionate about small business these two women have it going on. What powerful advocates small business has through these chambers. I would love to find out from them how I would get involved in being part of the coalition. Considering you represent 4,500 small businesses with 220 chapters. And when you were on my show, you told me New Jersey is exploding, which has just lost one third of their entire business community. I'd say that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so uh, well, ladies, how do we it's, do it? It's pretty easy. You just did it. <laughs> um, and what we, well, we have an ask of everyone who participates because this is a grassroots advocacy group. And so we put out calls to action and we want our members to follow those calls to action with, with you know, pretty much every step, sending letters to your elected officials if that's necessary, having your members also send letters to, your, to their elected officials. We make it really easy. We have a, a one-click letter platform and we put the letter there. You just have to blast out that link to everyone. We want to see um, things on your social media, um, news release, we, and we provide everything. We provide an entire toolkit to all of our members. We hold, you know, we haven't had a meeting since um, right after we kind of had our big win in December, but we always have a meeting with something's going on. We continue to send out toolkits and information. We have our own social media pages to keep people informed. And so it's really just a commitment to um, participating at that level because we need to mobilize the business community so their voice is heard. 
Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. I'm looking forward to getting my kit. I think this only makes sense that we can work together. And thanks for letting me call in, Frank. These women are certainly powerful and making a difference in the small business world. Thank you, Kim. Thank you very much for calling in. You know, one of the things that I'm working on, ladies, and, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, how can Business Buzz and Business Watch be a resource to you? One of the things that we're kind of uh, toying with is putting together what we can term to be a Business Buzz Business Forum. This is something that would meet in between shows during the week where we put an out call to small businesses to call in. I would have my advertisers on that particular call uh, with their resources to help small businesses because the way you get to be an advertiser on Business Buzz and Business Watch is that you have to be either helping marketing and communications or you have to cut operational costs. Otherwise, I don't bring you on as an advertiser because we definitely need to follow down that road of getting small businesses as a phoenix out of the ashes. And these are absolutely critical uh, elements uh, for them to get there. So I was wondering how you guys felt about that if we proceed to, you know, down this road with Voice America, actually maybe eventually even live streaming this across the entire network of putting a business forum together. Uh, I think that's yeah, Frank, I think that's a great idea. One of the things that I think Nancy might have touched on it is when this all happened almost a year ago, because we were siloed, it broke the silos and there was more collaboration, more communication. And so even working with LATIP or some of the other networking, small business networking organizations to, to again, to get our voice heard. Because one thing that was called out, I saw in an email, I think down here in Orange County a couple of days ago, is that where you... In, for larger employers that might have associations or unions, they've got an opportunity. They have a platform. We haven't had that platform. This forced that platform. And so the more that we can have our voice heard and have different voices heard on behalf of small business, the stronger we can be and we can kind of balance things that are going on in terms of whether it's legislation, it's mandates, it's other regulations. So I think it's a great idea. Well, I keep my finger to the pulse pretty much in the small business community. Uh, and, and what I noticed, and it's amazing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I looked through every YouTube I could to see whether or not there was a congressional hearing, a Senate subfinance committee uh, meeting where there was a large panel of small businesses being heard from the street to the government level about what the situation is out there in the real world. Have you ladies seen anything along those lines? I have not. No, not really. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Some... Don't you think we ought to proceed down that road together? I think it would be a good idea. I think that um, getting the voice of business heard is something that the ch chambers have been doing, trying to do for years. And like Heidi said, unions always get their, their voices heard, but chambers, because you know what it is? Unions get their workers who might be on strike and then they're going to go on strike or whatever it is to go do stuff. But we have people who are at their offices. And so it's really hard to get people to get out there at certain times of the day. I mean, in some ways, the pandemic's been great because people can call into city council meetings that are held during the day because they're at their office and they could be on Zoom on something to call in or on the phone. Um, so in some ways, technology has really helped businesses be better advocates for themselves. Absolutely. Cindy, let me jump back to you talking about restaurants. I've done five shows on restaurants since August. Uh, restaurant community right now, the numbers are not looking good. If this pandemic continues down this road, it looks like about six out of 10, all the way from an enterprise down to a taco stand, we're going to be losing. Is that what you're seeing out there? Yes, absolutely. I, I work at Cal Lutheran and uh, I do an uh, events management planning class with another faculty member. And this week we had on uh, someone who owns a restaurant and she had already shut it down and she was working on 
um, other opportunities. She, she was part of the catering industry. There's nothing going on. I don't know how these people are surviving other than with some of the uh, savings they have and some of the assistance they've been getting. But clearly, clearly, we have to do something. Um, some of them are pivoting to something quite unusual, which is called um, a ghost kitchen, where they actually are able to um, create uh, menus through chefs that work in like a behind the scenes kitchen and they order food in those restaurants that are still operating, but, but can do takeout, uh, do that because they can't afford to keep their kitchens open full time. So that's sort of a new model that's been happening that I think is unique, but there has been pivoting. People have been trying to find new ways to do business and it's not easy, but a lot of them are pickup meals, things like that for- Worthy customers. If you have those type of uh, you know inroads in the restaurant community, maybe we can craft a show. Okay. Bring some Absolutely. I'd be happy to help you with that. You but it, it's hard to, because like we have students that want to go into the hospitality industry and they're not so sure. They're like, I don't know. We have a hospitality major. And so we're telling them, you know, things are going to turn around, but we've got to find opportunities to get the hospital industry back on its feet again. You bet. Patrick, don't want to forget about you. Listen, I commend you for this incredible move that you've done with Safe Small Business Coalition. We'd really love to work with you and Nancy and all the other principals out there and whatnot, see if we can't do a collaborative effect here and help bring this Phoenix out of the ashes. What do you think? Definitely. And I think, you know, uh, especially in California, but really across the country, you know, the backbone of, of this state is small business. Uh, we need to support small business. And, and right now, there is actually a huge opportunity uh, before us. Uh, we know that in 2020, there was about a 22% uh, increase in new business licenses filed in the state. Um, we've got a lot of people who have been working remotely who are transitioning their side hustle to their main hustle now. And we have an opportunity just like we did after the Great Recession to help a lot of small businesses that are starting up now to become successful and help the communities that, that need them desperately right now. That's absolutely excellent copy. Thanks for sharing that. Nancy, we've got about three minutes to go on the show. And Heidi, what would you like to say right now out to my listening audience about Chambers of Commerce and how they need to start getting involved in what you're doing? You know, Chambers are the business community's first responder. And I think that people have seen that, that, um, that you know, we were built for a pandemic. We were built for crisis management. We were built to help our businesses and give them concierge services if needed to get them to where they need to be to succeed. It doesn't matter what size business they are. We're there to help them, whether it's walking them through the halls of the halls of city hall or to just help them network better and connect them. Um, in our, in our industry, they, they call the three C's callous champions, conveners. I probably got that out of order, but that's what we are. We convene people. We're the catalyst for a strong business economy and we're definitely the champions. Very cool. So Heidi, 30 seconds. No, I would agree. I think people are now seeing Chambers of Commerce in a completely different light. We are not your grandfather's Chamber of Commerce um, where there's mixers and other networking opportunities. Granted, we still have those, but where we've really shined this past year, it's just like Nancy said, where I was able to help small businesses renegotiate their leases, be an advocate at City Hall, be able to have influence on different pieces of legislation, being able to help them through grants, payroll protection programs, all of that. So I think they really see where Chambers of Commerce are just that we are the first responders, we're the first line for business, and th that's our strength. That is where we really shine. 
Outstanding. Listen, Nancy and Heidi, thanks so much for being my guest today. We really had an incredible show today. Let's not be strangers. I'd really like to get involved in what you're doing and we can push this move forward and get it in all 50 states, right? Hey, thanks for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at 877-3-NOWBUZ or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show, visit my website at businessbuzz.com. Well, next week, you want to be tuning in because I'm going to have Ron DeBose and, excuse me, I'm sorry, Ken DeBose and Ron DeBud of Business Group Resources. These are the guys that are going to show you as a small business how to get money back from the IRS. You got it, how to get money back from the IRS with 6% compounded tax-free interest. You don't want to miss that show. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as I bring more guests and more resources to help your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.